Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, a lot of exciting things happening. Aren't you glad uh, that a lot of fun stuff is happening uh, in our city, in our church? Uh, Can you look to your neighbor and tell them, you look good today? Not yesterday, but today, but today. You look so good. Uh, Welcome to Somos Church. I am so glad that you are joining us today. Uh, I truly believe there's no better place uh, to spend your beautiful Sunday other than at church with a room full of beautiful faces, Uh, some showered, some not, but you're still awesome, okay? (laughs) Uh, Today... Uh, it's a really special day because we're wrapping up our series uh, today. Can I get an aww? Our series, Emotional Damage. How many of you have enjoyed this series? Like, man, it's like, it's so good. If you uh, haven't heard it, this is your first time here, you skipped a couple, go back to our YouTube channel uh, or podcast and listen to them, especially the one last week. Can I get someone like last week, like, that one was a good one. We had a friend of ours uh, that she is a therapist coming, and uh, it was just like so good, a conversation between Beatrice and her, and we just all kind of like leaned into that conversation, uh, but it was such a good conversation for real, for real. You need to go back and listen to it because it was so, so, so good. Can I get a good amen for that? It was so good. I almost wish like we can have her again today. And just like, again, let's talk about, let's hear you talking, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I have the honor to uh, close down the series today. So can you say with me one last time, emotional damage. Emotional damage. How many of you here have little kids right now? Little kids in your life, you know, like emotional damage, have little kids, you know. <laughs> How many of you, uh, you know, your kids are older? Show of hands, Okay. How many of you, you don't have kids, you don't want kids, you know? (laughs) Um, You know, something, and I've said this before, you know, but it just goes perfect with uh, my intro here. Uh, You know, little kids, man, they're awesome. They're great. Uh, But especially, uh, it's an interesting time whenever you go on a road trip. You know, like that is emotional damage, right? Going on a road trip with kids. <laughs> Just kidding, but not really. Yes, it is. It is emotional damaging. Uh, but they're constantly asking, right? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Where are we going? When are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? And it's almost like, can you, in the most loving way, of course, right? That's how we all respond. Can you please? Just enjoy the ride. We'll get there. Well, we'll get there, you know? Uh, just, just like for real, like I, I turn to, to my little one and it's only one that speaks. So I can't even imagine when the other uh, two star, like it's going to be too much. I'm going to put some earplugs, you know? Uh, but just for me, it's just like, just enjoy the ride for the love of God, you know? Like enjoy the ride, grab some cookies, watch Coco Melon, look out the road, look at other cars, look at the sea, like just enjoy the ride. 
You know, like, like kids think that the vacation starts when you get to the destination. And it's like, no, the vacation starts when you go into the car, like the road trip, you know? That is part of the experience. And as we're closing this series, right, about emotional damage, I just wanna make sure that we, we keep something clear, that, that we can't treat emotional healing as little kids treat a road trip. Emotional damage and emotional healing, it's not a destination, it is a journey. And honestly, it's a lifelong journey. And sometimes we get into this process of healing, looking at our emotional damage, that honestly, it's not only stuff that we've had in our upbringing, it's stuff that happened yesterday, man. You know, like it's stuff that happened this week. So the emotional damage, life brings stuff, right? So we can't treat our healing process, our emotional healing process, like a destination. It's a journey. And can I encourage you today? Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey of healing because it is a lifelong process. We never get there, okay? Like the moment that you get there, the moment that you heal something really big and damaging in your life, guess what happens? On to the next. And then you heal that one, and then is on to the next. And then you heal that other one, and something reminds you of the first one that you had already healed, and you go back to that one and heal that one, and it is a lifelong process. So can I just encourage you today, do the journey, enjoy the journey, grab some cookies, and enjoy the process of continuously healing. It is such a beautiful process, you know, and, 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 and it is a destination. It's, not like, it's, it's a journey, not a destination. It's not like, oh, I've, I've done the counseling thing already once. I'm good. I read a book sometime about soul and like stuff. I read that book and it was so good. Like, I'm good. You know, I, I listen to that podcast, you know, like I follow a couple of like people on Instagram. So like my healing journey, like I'm good, you know, like, cause I get, you know, like it's like counseling for free Instagram, right? TikTok, you know, I follow some therapists there. No, it doesn't work that way, right? Like I, I go to church, right? Like I'm, I'm done, right? Like it's good. And my healing process is over, you know, like this series we're done. I did that. It was good. Great. We listened, we even listened to a therapist. So I'm, you know, I'm all healed and stuff, you know, like, Single people, like, I'm ready for my husband, wife, you know? Like, <laughs> um, enjoy the ride. That's all I'm trying to say. Let's enjoy the ride and let's go after it because when we find that healing our emotional damage is a journey, it is so refreshing because you don't get frustrated. We're continuously dealing with things. So, you know, there's emotional damage uh, in our lives, and that's a slide that we have. We have emotional damage in our lives. But there's also healing. Like there's also healing. And, 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 and if there's emotional damage and if there's also healing available, like that's a beautiful journey. Because it's not like it's all broken and there's no hope. It's there's brokenness, but there's hope. There's brokenness, but there's hope and there's healing. And it is a beautiful 
journey because you will discover yourself consistently. Who we are and our identity, it is the same thing. It's not like I've arrived, I know who I am. You know, like I know who I is. I was gonna say, but then like my life. You continuously get more clarity. You continuously get more vision. You continuously growing your friendships and your purpose and the fruits of the spirit. But ultimately, the more that we heal, the more that we see God. And that's a beautiful thing. So let's go after this journey. This beautiful, but yet hard journey. It's like, dude, you're convincing me and then you say hard. It's like, it doesn't go together. You know, but the reason why it's so hard It's because we live in a society, in a culture that it almost forces us for everything to be okay. I mean, you, yeah, for sure, you have the typical, hey, how are you? I'm good, and you? And inside you're like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm a mess, you know, like I'm not good, but I'm not gonna have this deep conversation right now and, you know, hi, how are you, you know? We sure, you have that. But then you also have this new culture day and age that we're living that has infiltrated so much in our society without us even know, knowing. You know, what I'm talking about is social media, right? Because you scream your lungs out to your kids and you like go like, ah, you know? And then you're like, God is good all the time. Yeah. You get in the worst fight ever with your spouse, right? And then seconds later, Proverbs 340. <laughs> and you know, like it's this, it's this new day and age that we're living, right? That you are going through messing your life, mess. And then you put your phone and then you start doing a TikTok, you know? Or <laughs> and you're not okay. You're not okay, but you're like, they're like, you know? <laughs> On your way to church, right? Like you are fighting, you're getting into stuff and hey, come to church this morning, you know? Like it's this new thing that we're living in. You fight and then seconds later, hi girl, like I'm oh, just doing great in you, you know, like everything's good, you know, life is... So good, shut up, you know? <laughs> And what happens, right, is that we start living into this thing that we have horrible days and then we're posting the complete opposite. Emotionally starts to create a really intense disconnect. Emotionally. That we start burying our emotions and our feelings away. And it's not only that, it's just by the fact that You have a horrible day and instead of dealing with it properly, like we go to TikTok and spend two hours there. So what happened with your emotions? Did they really got healed or resolved? No, we just, like, they were buried down in a whole lot of dances, you know, like, and funny stuff, right? Like, we don't deal with stuff, we just get distracted. You have a horrible day at work and you go and like, you go into this fantasy world and get distracted in this fantasy world, I'm talking about gaming, and you just go there and you just don't deal with stuff. You might think you deal with your anger by screaming at people, but like, 
You don't. You just are getting distracted. You're not resolving anything. You're going into la-la land and nothing's fixed. Nothing's fixed. But you say that everything's okay and you go, ah, okay, you know, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse, right? Like, and everything's okay. Everything's okay. But it's not. You and I get filled up with so many different hobbies and distractions to not deal with the things that are horrible. And I get it, you know, like, no one wants to be, like, thinking about, like, emotional damage all the time. That's not fun, you know, like, that's really depressing. But what we do, our coping mechanism is, let me not deal with it. Let me just find a way to just kind of move on with it. And it creates this dysfunction. So if I were to ask you today, let's just say it's just you and I today in this room. And I were to ask you, hey, how are you doing? Most likely you would be, I'm good. I'm doing good. That's what we learn. That's what we do. It's all right. Everything's not perfect. Could we be worse? You know, there's a war going on, you know, the other side of the world. Like there's so much to like, so I'm not good. So is it worth it for me to really like, man, like I'm anxious, I'm depressed. I'm, you know, having super crazy, fearful thoughts. I'm worried all the time. I'm stressed out all the time. Like, is it worth it? Like, no, you know, like just chill. I just want to say hi, man. (laughs) And we just go on with life just thinking that everything's okay, convincing ourselves that everything is okay, but on the inside, we are not okay. Everything's okay on the outside, everything's great, but on the inside, not, might not. Now, there's some of you that you might genuinely be okay. You know, I'm not trying to be all depressed. Like, like life is good and God is good, right? Like, so some here, you're like, I mean, no, I'm genuinely good. And I believe you, you know, because I'm good. And, and, and living the dream, you know, and I'm living the dream, like, beautiful wife and beautiful children and and it is okay and it is great but but if you just really take just a couple of seconds and you really question this even if everything really is okay even if like life is good to you right now in this season if you just take a couple of seconds and just really dig a little bit deep you would realize and you will soonly find that you know what yeah like there's something there's something missing. And I don't know, maybe today I'm preaching to myself, right? But, but everything on the outside is great. But if I really dig in, like there's some broken things. There's still some voids and hurts and wounds and emotions and feelings and thoughts. And you just have to look a little bit in. And as we close today, that's what I'm asking all of us here today that if we can kind of get past the, I'm okay. And I know that you might be. But if you just really look in, there might be some things. One thing, even if it's a little thing, that might have you feeling void, empty, unfulfilled. There's something on the inside, I believe in all of us, that we might be caring for a long time, or again, something recent. But that thing that we have, 
It's almost like this little thing that is making us feel drained and exhausted. Have you felt tired? Like, and I'm not talking about just physically tired, but just like emotionally tired, emotionally drained. Like you wake up and it's almost like you wake up tired. It's like, it doesn't make sense. You go to sleep, right? And you're so drained that you can't even sleep. You're so tired that you can't even sleep. And it's just, something is just, life is coming out of you. Life is making you feel, some emotional stuff is making you feel like you're running on empty. And no one knows. If you're married, your spouse doesn't know. If you're young, your parents don't know. Fully. We, why? Because we get used to doing life. I'm okay. I'm good. Like, I'm good. Your kids don't know what you're going through. Your parents don't know what you're going through. Your spouse, people around you, friendships don't truly know the stress that you have, the burden that you're carrying on your shoulders. And this is something that I discovered as I was preparing for this. It's, sometimes we feel, and this is something known, right? Like we're, we're carrying some stuff on our shoulders. And the reality is like, yes, but that thing that we're carrying is making us tired and exhausted and, and life is coming out of us. Like the energy, the, the love, the, the, the fruits of the spirit, like it's coming out of us because we're carrying so much weight and we keep going and going and you're exhausted, but emotionally exhausted, but you keep going. You're feeling hopeless and no one knows. You question what, what are gonna be my next steps? Like, is this thing that I'm preparing for, is this thing that I'm believing for, like, is it really gonna happen? And it messes with your mind and you look at life and the next steps that are coming for you and it's, creates anxiety, right? Because like, is it really gonna happen? You start doubting yourself because you're emotionally exhausted and you're trying to fill yourself up, but there's something valuable missing. There's something missing. Am I preaching to myself today? Someone with me? Something missing. Like I do the podcast, I do the books, I do God and but there's something, there's something missing and, and you might get it sometimes, but because you're caring so much, it just goes away. Because you're caring so much, soon like that thing that you're caring gets fulfilled and then it's just back to a burden. And it's frustrating because it's this cycle that we've had in our lives. It's not the first time you felt this. It's not the first time you felt this, but it almost seems like it just kind of gets worse and worse if you really think about it. Like, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, it's a long shot, right? But is your anger worse right now than it was five, 10 years ago? Is your impatience might be a little bit worse? Your worry, your stress, well, maybe you not verbalize it as much, but how is it in here? The worry, it might not be out there, but how is it in here? is the fear might not be out there. You've grown, right? And in this growth, and we celebrate that, but, but what about in here? What about on the inside? And, and I love this story, really familiar story. In Mark 5, uh, 
verse 25, and it's pretty much Jesus walking, and there's a huge crowd, right? And, and a woman was there who had been subject to a bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, instead of getting better, she grew worse. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. Isn't that so true sometimes? Like I'm trying at church. I'm driving from here, there, there, like to come to church because I needed, my soul needs it. I need something different. I need change. But instead of getting better, man, sometimes it gets worse. And I try volunteering because that's going to fulfill me. That's going to fill me up. And sure it does, but the emotional side of things might get worse. And I did the counseling and I did the books and I tried, but instead of getting better, she grew worse. For 12 years, this lady is spending money. For 12 years, this woman, she is in pain and just trying to get better. But she's growing worse and worse. She's been under the care of many doctors. She's tried, and, and you've tried to heal some of those things. You've tried to heal some of those traumas, some of that deep emotional damage. You try, but it's hard. You know, this woman had been bleeding for 12 years, 144 months, 625 weeks, 4,380 days of pain, of suffering. You want the hours? It's 105,000 hours of suffering, of pain, of trying. Have you ever felt that like, man, like some of the things we've struggled, it's been for, for a while now. Like it's been for a long time. Some of the wounds, some of our coping mechanisms, whatever it is for you, they have been there for so long and you try and you try but they're still there and they come back and they you get triggered by different things and they're there you know it's interesting to me you know because she had been bleeding for all this time and and blood carries oxygen and nutrients to your body so she was bleeding she was literally releasing oxygen and nutrients she was like she was in this constant state of weakness. Isn't that true sometimes for us? Like just emotionally. That the things that we've been carrying for many years are things that have us weak, drained, exhausted. You know, I want to see this bleeding as a representation for us of our emotional health and well-being. The things that you and I have been struggling with, oh, they, it's, it should be certain things that should carry life, nutrients, but instead it's coming out. We should fully be like, we should fully, should be like enjoying our season right now. If you're single, you should be enjoying your singleness fully. Like not just like one day, like for a post or something, like I'm single, like, Thank God for my singleness. Look at all those married people. Like, you know? 
You should be truly enjoying your singleness. Not just like I enjoy it in the mornings and then at nights I go and cry because I'm alone. Like enjoying. Not just fishing around, you know, like, you know, okay, like I'm enjoying the season, but mm, who's potential, you know? Like, <laughs> like fully enjoying. But we turn that into something that is bleeding out. I know financially you are not where you want to be. I know that you want to be a millionaire like all those people that you see on social media. I know you want to be successful and famous. But can you enjoy the season that God's giving you today? Like you have food, you have the basics. Can you enjoy that? Be grateful for that instead of allowing this season to turn something that's just draining life out of you. Married people, can you not turn your marriage that is beautiful, God orchestrated, God ordained, that God is in the center of your marriage into something that bleeds you out? Can you say, God, thank you for this marriage? Can you turn your season, your current state into a blessing instead of, instead of this thing that's just bleeding you out? Because the thing is this lady externally, she was good. If you would see her, yeah, she might have looked weak, but she was good. She was good, but internally she was bleeding out and that is sometimes for many of us, that state that we're in, externally okay, but internally there's bleeding out. There's our seasons, our circumstances, the things that we're facing, the baggage from the past. So what do we do right with, with life when life and dealing with things seems like instead of getting better, it gets worse? That our anger grows Anger grows more and more, impatience grows more and more, addictions grow more and more, sin grows more and more, lust grows more and more, distractions in your life grows more and more. What do we do when, isn't this such a true statement sometimes? Like, you, you're in this season with your marriage and you try for a couple of, you know, weeks, months to be healthy and good and you grow, but then out of nowhere, one fight and it's almost like, you're not back at square one in that fight. Come on, married people, help me out. You feel that you are like, <laughs> you question your existence and everything. And all that work that you've put in, it almost feels like, what was it for? Feels like it's worse and better. Your singleness, you determine in your mind, I'm gonna enjoy this and Yes, and I'm going to be with my girls and guys, and I'm going to, this is season for me, and you're good until you're not. And then whenever you're not, it's not like you're back at square one. It's almost like you feel like just hopeless, devastated when the loneliness hits you. It hits you like if you have been alone for all of your life. In whatever season or stage of life that you're in, isn't it true that it's not the emotional damage and the hurts 
It's what that causes in us. Because we start to feel drained. Emotionally, we process so much. We think so much. We've gone through so much. And you get tired. It's not just the damage. It's what the damage does. You don't even want to engage that I'm good, I'm okay. Just tired, man. <laughs> you know, like, do I really want to tell? Like, just drain. Like, this is life. Is it really going to change if I speak it out? Is it really going to change if I come and, you know, get, is it, like, I'm just tired. You know, you don't even engage in certain things because it's been too long. It's been one thing after another. You heal one, another one shows up, and it's just draining. And it's just draining. And instead of feeling that life sometimes get better, and I'm not trying to be like super pessimist, right? But whenever it hits you, it hits you really hard, you know? It's like, it's worse. It's worse. So welcome to Somos Church. <laughs> I just love that the Bible doesn't stop there, right? Like it doesn't stop in a, Instead of getting better, it grows worse. I love that the Bible doesn't stop in some of the realities of life. I love that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God literally comes after all the realities of life because this is a reality of life. This is a reality of our emotional damage and health and feeling drained, but we are coming together not to hear about the realities of this world. We're coming together today to hear about the realities of our Heavenly Father. And the realities of our Heavenly Father, it is a little bit different. And, and I'm going to continue reading in verse 27. Because when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd, touched his cloak or robe, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth the whole truth. Yet he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So, so how do things go not from better to worse, but how do things go from worse to better in our lives? How can we change these realities of our life? How can there be a shift in our emotional health, in our emotional life, how can there be truly a shift once and for all in our lives? And it's always when God comes into the picture. And this is the thing, it's not when God comes into the picture, into a place, it's when God comes to us. When God comes to you, there is a shift. It, it, it's not it's not when God comes. Let me rephrase that. It's when we have a certain response when God shows up. What is your response when God shows up into your room? What is the response when God shows up into your mind? 
What is your response when God is knocking on your heart? That's when there's a difference. That's where a shift happens. Because God is everywhere. So it's not a matter of if God is there, God's there. It's a matter of our response towards God's being there. So often in life, we're just waiting on God. Well, I'm praying, praying for my financial miracle. I'm praying to be better financially. But our response to God showing up into our finances is we continue to bury ourselves up in debt. And we can be waiting all of our lives for God and God's like, dude, I'm here to do a crazy miracle. Can you be obedient and stop burying yourself in debt and can you start being generous because that's a biblical principle. So it's not when God is there, it's our response to God. And, and I'm not saying this because, well, it's a church thing, they're raising $7,000, that's why they're saying this. It is a principle that my wife and I have lived in our lives. It's something that we have seen and I love God just like, God's just like, just test me, what's your response to me? Just like, like, just act, like, come on, like, do something. Because we can be waiting all of our lives for that financial miracle and praying for it and God, but then like our attitude doesn't change and work and, and we're just like, God's not real. No, he's there. He's just waiting for your response. Just waiting. What is your response when God shows up into your life because you're single and you want to be married and you want that person that is right for you. And God's there wanting to give you just like this incredible person, right? Like incredible person. And you're just there like, okay, God, I'm praying for it. But like, if you don't respond, I have a DM right now, God, like that I need to go to. So can you respond kind of like fast, you know, because like my time is ticking, okay? Like you know, there's a couple of like people that are liking my picture. I, is that you, God? Like <laughs> you're waiting on God, but God's like, can you start just sacrificing your flesh, becoming pure in heart, mind, and soul so that I can give you that person that I have for you. Just waiting, how, how are you waiting on God? How are you waiting on God in the season of life that you're in right now? How are you responding to God being right there in you? Like God's everywhere. Like not only here, but like when you go into your house, when you go into your room, like when you are in that place that no one is looking, no one's watching you, and you don't even want them to watch. Creepy thought, God is there. <laughs> are you responding to knowing that God is right there when you're engaging in your secret sins, secret habits, secret addictions, secret toxicity, habits, like how are you responding to him? Because the miracle happens not only when God shows up, but when we respond to God being there. So when we respond to God being there in the middle of our lives when no one is looking, that's when the miracle happens. In our response to him, in every now and then, out of nowhere, the mood doesn't need to be right to just say, 
God, thank you for today. Like, thank you for the life that you've given me. Thank you for this season. It's not perfect, but you are my God. You're in control. In the middle of the night when your temptations rise up, can you respond to God just in God like, you're in this place, you're in this moment. You're right here, God. Have your way in my life. Thank you for being in my life and I can cry out to you. Today, can I leave you with a little bit of homework? Challenge you with some questions because we need to recognize some things in order to work through some things. So where do you feel stuck in life today? And pinpoint it, write it down. Last week we learned, right? Like if you don't recognize it, how are you really gonna heal it and process it? So, so can you today after you leave church, can you just, you know, as you're on your way home, can you just not like, just, just try it out, right? Like what's the worst? Like just, okay, where is it that I feel stuck in life today? write it down. Where is it that you feel that you're being drained emotionally today? And write it down. And, and then when you write those two questions, can I encourage you with this third one? What is it today, today, that God is waiting on you? You have these things that you need to recognize, but you also need to recognize there's something that God's waiting on me for. And you might know it, right? Right off the bat, you might not, but can you process this question and, and really, okay, God, what is it? What is it that you're waiting on me? What is it that you're going to be proactive, that you're gonna be intentional in the journey of healing that God has called you to do that you're just, you have been putting on hold? Is God waiting on you to have a hard conversation with someone? Is God waiting on you to have a hard conversation with a family member, someone that hurt you, a friend, a loved one? Maybe it's not that person, right? But maybe it is to a trusted friend that you can confess it out and not just struggle with this thing on your own. It might be in connect groups this week that you pull someone to the side and you say, hey, like I just need to like, what is it that God's waiting on you to shift that thing that you've been struggling with for maybe 12 years or more? And the doing and the response to the way, it's not an easy answer. It's completely stepping out of, outside of your comfort zone. It's really putting yourself out there, right? If not, you already had done it. So the response to this battle that you've been having for 12 years or for a long time, right? The response to that, it's not an easy response. If not, you had already done it. This lady, yes, she tried. She spent all of her money. She went to doctors, but that was all 100% control and in her own effort and mind. The moment that she said, Jesus, the moment that she said, I'm going to touch his robe, she could have, because of the law back then, she could have been killed and murdered because she was considered unclean by law. So every single time that she approached someone, she needed to scream out, I am unclean. Legally back then, I don't know about that. That's just weird loss, right? So she broke the law to get a hold of Jesus. 
It wasn't only outside of her comfort zone. She put all out there. She put all out there. Could it be that the response to your healing in God, could it be that it needs to be as risky as you putting yourself out there 100%? As you being real and true to man, like the thing that I, and I'm not saying to, to talk about this with someone, do you say, hey, how are you? You know, like, needs to be someone trusted and someone that, that, that I would just encourage you, someone that has a faith background and that they're solid in their faith that can point you to Jesus. But honestly, if you don't put yourself 100% out there and risk it all, it might be another 12 years. It might be another 12 years, 6,000 weeks, 100,000 minutes of your life just suffering. This lady came to a crossroads of saying, I just need to try this thing out even if it costs me my life. And that was her response to Jesus. For some, it might be talking to a trusted person. For some, it might be going to counseling. But you've always put counseling, it's like, no, that's like, no. It might be. Or do you want to continue for the next 12 years of your life, one more year of your life, going through the same things? It might be grabbing a book for the very first time. It might be grabbing the Bible for the very first time. It might be confessing out loud. It might be going to connect groups. I don't know, this is your homework. It might be something that you need to wrestle with God and say, God, what is it that you're waiting on me so that I can break free and heal whatever it is that you are going through? Well, it's hard. I know it's hard. But staying in that same way, it's also hard. So what is the price that you're paying today? Because you're paying a price for not going after your healing. You're paying a price for not going after the response that you know God's telling you, this, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to surrender. This is the thing that you need to just lay down. What is it? That's the homework. That's the homework. And, and I only don't want to leave you with homework today, you know, but as we close, and I'm going to ask Gabe to come as we start closing, I want to give you four practical things to also process when it comes to healing or what is it that she did uh, that we can learn from? You know, what, is, what, what are four key things that this lady did in this moment of receiving her healing? So number one, uh, the Bible says that when, G, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus. So number one, what, what are you hearing about Jesus? What are you hearing? Like she heard about Jesus and that was the game changer in her life. That was, that's, that's what shifted absolutely everything in her life. Hearing something about Jesus. So for us, what are we putting in our ear? In other words, who's in your ear? Who is in your ear? Are the people that's speaking into your ear today, 
do they have even Jesus in their vocabulary? Because if you're not hearing about Jesus, the responses of what you do in life are not going to be Jesus-driven. Some of us, we're so skeptic with good things. We're skeptic with God. We're skeptic with people. We're skeptic. We have walls. Like We're skeptic with good. We're analytical in life. But when it comes to bad, we're so trusting. Someone comes and like, just talks toxicity and you're like tell me more all of our analytical criticism just whenever we hear something negative we throw all of that and we're just like tell me more <laughs> and we're what are you filling your ear with what are you filling your ear with because this is the thing it's not only that we need to be cautious about the enemy and what he's speaking to us. Can I be brutally honest? We need to be careful with what some family members are putting in our ear. You need to be so cautious about what some, and we love people, that's who we are, that's part of our identity, but that doesn't mean that you can be in my ear. I have you in my heart, but not in my ear. It's really different. So who is in your ear? What friends are in your ear? What's tickling your ear constantly? Because that waiting, that tension, that draining might be that it's connected to what's in your ear. Do you have an environment around you that points you towards the healer or towards your hurt? Oh yeah, they messed you up. Oh yeah, they, they're messed up. Yeah, they did that to you, huh? Yeah. That, that's how, I, I, I just knew it. That's what they do. Or do you have someone in your ear that's gonna say, hey, you know what? That's her. I know the healer. His name is Jesus. And he can heal you of that if you let him to. This lady heard about Jesus. And because of what she heard, she reacted to that. So maybe we need to change what's in our ear and that's gonna make us change our reaction. The second thing is that she moved. She heard and then she moved. She took action. Faith without work is dead. And so often we, we blame God, we blame things, we blame people, we blame churches, we blame everything and everyone but Jesus said God said that faith without works is dead so we need to put work into our faiths Jesus said at the end of this uh, passage here that we read he said daughter your faith has healed you Jesus didn't say I healed you Jesus, the healer, didn't say, I healed you. He said, your faith. Could it be today that your faith can make you well? That your faith can heal you? That your faith can come into your life and create a before and an after for you? 
She moved. She thought. She thought, why are you allowing in your mind? What thoughts are you feeding? And not only feeding, but what things are you dwelling in your mind? Can I encourage you? Renew your mind. Renew your mind. And turn your thoughts into godly things. And that's going to require for you to know what are godly things. And you need to go to the Word for that. And the last thing as we close is that she owned what she did. She owned what she did. So for Jesus, physical healing was important, but the most important thing for Jesus was not the physical healing, it was the emotional healing. Because Jesus in a moment where all of this is happening, this lady comes and touch, touches uh, Jesus and Jesus asks, who touched me? I believe that Jesus knows everything and absolutely everything. He is the creator, Alpha, Omega, He's everything. So Jesus asking who touched me, it wasn't because he was wondering who touched me. He wasn't wondering, he knew who touched him, but what he wanted was not only to heal her physically, he wanted to heal her emotionally. Jesus wanted for her to own up because this is the thing, her saying, it was me that touched you in that moment because of law, everyone could have turned, grabbed rocks and killed her. But she had to own up because for 12 years, she had been a victim of her condition. For 12 years, she had always blamed other people. And I know the things that you have gone through in your life, they are hard. And I'm not minimizing what you have gone through. But for so long, we just point the finger and we blame people and we blame people. And I believe what God wants is for us to own up and say, it might have been them, but what I do to myself is harder. So she owned up and she came out and said the truth. She said the truth. And the truth set her free. So what things do you need to own up and not be a victim any longer and allow God to heal you not only from physical things, but some emotional things? Can we all stand as we close today? What are you putting in your ear? What are the things that you need to move? What are the things that you're putting in your mind? And what do you need to own up to? good news is that we have Jesus and I love that they use the issue of blood in this story because there was one who shed blood for you and for me and if you're not doing okay today we have a God that gave it all so that you would be okay not only externally but internally can we close our eyes and can I encourage you today to reach out to the one who is hope. Reach out to the one who is life. Reach out to the one who is love. Reach out to the one who is faith. Reach out to the one who is a beautiful savior. If today you're in need of Jesus and you've never made a decision to accept Jesus in your heart and have him as your Lord and savior, or maybe you've had in the past, but you just allowed, allowed life and hurts to 
pull you away from that. If today you want to give your life for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus, can you just raise your hand? Just say, Jesus, come into my life and save me. I reach out to you. Come and change my life. And in Jesus' name, (coughs) amen and amen. God, I pray today that we will all go into this journey of healing, of inviting you daily and constantly, God. Have your way in our lives today. I pray that today there's a shift in every single one of us, that today there's a before and an after. And I thank you for that today, in Jesus' name. Come on, can you all say amen, amen. Come on, can you make some noise for this beautiful God that we have? Hey, uh, I encourage you to respond to him daily and you will see the change that's gonna happen in your life in the next days and weeks to come as you are consistently just responding to Jesus on your everyday life. Uh, Love you all so much. Have some coffee. Talk to someone. Uh, Have connect groups this week, so I hope to see you there. Uh, But love you all. Have a beautiful Sunday. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.